Welcome everyone, you're listening to Save Me an Isle Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hey! Hey! Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Yo! And on this week's episode, we are covering Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and I have never heard of this one before ever, so it'll be a wild ride. It is a wild ride, and it's sort of a 180 from last week's episode, so I apologize in advance. <laughs> I'm also going to give this one a little bit of a mama warning. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's For the weird. tiny bit I know, yeah. <laughs> so, just strap in, you guys. All right. Hedwig and the Angry Inch is a rock musical. The music and lyrics are by Stephen Trask, and the book is by John Cameron Mitchell. Most of the show is based on the 1970s glam rock style of David Bowie, Lou Reed, Iggy Pop, John Lennon, figures like that. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. And so the show explores themes of queer identity, rock culture, life theater, and finding love within. It is part of an alternative theater movement and punk subculture often labeled as queer core. <laughs> I have never heard of that, but sure. Me either, but okay. And the show's fans call themselves headheads. That is dumb. Uh, yep. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue right. Nope, Just but it exists. Weird. But, but sure, why not? <laughs> sure. So, the musical follows Hedwig Robinson, who is a genderqueer person. This is important to note. Uh, so we are going to be using she, her pronouns for Hedwig, because that's what Hedwig uses. But a lot of people mistake the character for a trans woman, which is incorrect. Um, it is a genderqueer person specifically. So just wanted to note that. And Hedwig is East German, and she's a rock and roll singer. Originally, the character of Hedwig was a supporting character. The character was actually inspired by a German divorced U.S. Army wife who was Mitchell's babysitter growing up. Uh, and she actually moonlighted as a prostitute at her trailer park home in Junction City, Kansas. Hmm. And then the character of Tommy is based on Mitchell himself. So gay, son of an army general, deeply Roman Catholic, and fascinated with mythology. Uh, so he was originally the protagonist, but due to Trask's influence, Hedwig became the protagonist. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. And so in a bit of a... This is very different from other shows. Uh, this show developed through band gigs at clubs rather than in a theater. The earliest material was showcased in 1994 in New York City's drag punk club called Squeeze Box. Mitchell worked uh, as a fill-in host for the club one night when a singer of Blondie performed, and this actually inspired Hedwig's trademark wig, uh, which was originally made from synthetic blonde hair wrapped around toilet paper rolls. Huh. You do what you okay. have to, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and so Mitchell, Trask, and the band Cheater continued to workshop the material for four years. Interesting. Mm -hmm. It opened off-Broadway in February 1998 and ran until April 2000. N Mitchell initially played Hedwig. It won the Obie Award and the Outer Critics Circle Award. It had a, a West End production from September 2000 to November 2000. Then a tour titled The Atrocity Tour ran in 2004 across England, Scotland, and Italy. Another tour, titled The Wicked Little Towns Tour, ran from 2005 to 2006 across southeast England. Hedwig has also been performed in Austria, Brazil, Canada, the Czech Republic, Germany, Japan, Mexico, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Thailand, Turkey, and of course, the US. 
It was set to perform in Israel, but is currently in limbo because COVID. COVID. It moved to Broadway in April 2014 and won four Tony Awards, two Drama Desk Awards, two Drama League Awards, and two Outer Critics Circle Awards. And it closed in September 2015. There was a U.S. national tour that ran from October 2016 to July 2017. In 2019, for the 20th anniversary, Mitchell created and starred in The Origin of Love Tour, The Songs and Stories of Hedwig, which was a stripped-down performance focused on the music and the creation of the original production. He used this tour to raise money for his mother's medical costs from Alzheimer's. That was nice of him. What a swell guy. Yeah. In the 2014 Broadway revival, they added a small subplot called Hurt Locker the Musical. Basically, Hedwig is performing on the abandoned set of a fictional musical called The Hurt Locker, which was closed midway through its first performance. The stage is even littered with fake playbills. At one point during the show, she explains this and that she convinced a producer to let her perform there since it was empty. She even finds the theme song of the show, When Love Explodes, and lets It's Hack sing it. The idea came as a way to explain Hedwig's presence in a Broadway theater, as well as update the script for modern day. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Neato. Mm-hmm. So there are actually a bunch of recordings for this, but we are going to be working off of the original Broadway cast recording, which is in our Spotify and show notes as always. And this recording does feature Neil Patrick Harris as Hedwig. Ooh, amazing. I love him. (laughs) Uh, And then, of course, other notable Hedwigs include Darren Chris, Tay Diggs, Andrew Rannells, Michael C. Hall, Anthony Rapp, and more. Goodness. Yeah. That's a lot. I love Michael C. Hall. So, pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, And then there was a movie version that came out in 2001. Mitchell adapted, directed, and starred in this film with the same name, and it was a box office bomb. It has since developed a cult following, of course. And then if you're a Riverdale fan, you'll know that Hedwig was one of the shows referenced during one of the show's many musical episodes. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, Why do you sound so excited about that? Wow. not, Not that it was done well, but it was done. Oh, (laughs) not good. I haven't watched any of it, so. Nope. Not good. (laughs) Nope. In 2003, Off Records produced an album called Wig in a Box that included a bunch of new material adding to the Hedwig mythology. The profits benefited the Hetrick Martin Institute, which is the home of the Harvey Milk High School, which is a New York City public school for LGBTQA plus youth who have experienced discrimination and violence at other schools or at home. Oh, that's pretty amazing. Nice. And a quick note before we jump forward, the show is actually performed without an intermission, so we're putting one in ourselves. Because <gasps> we gotta have an intermission. Yeah. But yeah, so that sounds like a lot of really neat background. I didn't know a bunch about the show, so that's really cool to learn about. And so how about we go ahead and just jump right into our act one. Woo! Woo! Let's go. So, with a guitar solo number titled America the Beautiful, which is America the Beautiful, uh, Hedwig is introduced by Yitzhak and takes the stage. Hedwig and Yitzhak are the only two characters in this show, other than the band who are also on stage. Oh, so weird. Very small show. And so like I said at the beginning, this show follows Hedwig's musical act as she follows another rock star, Tommy Gnosis, and his tour around the country. Hedwig opens the door on stage and listens to Gnosis's concert, which is playing in an adjacent venue. Tommy is recovering from an incident that nearly ruined his career. He uh, crashed his car into a school bus while high and receiving roadhead from Hedwig. Mm. Wow. Wow. There's a lot happening. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Goodness. 
And so Hedwig is also, you know, steeped in notoriety from this incident, and she is determined to tell the audience her story. And so she and Yitzhak tell the story of the Berlin Wall and then compare it to Hedwig as she, too, is standing in a divide in the song Tear Me Down. Interesting. Yeah. She is both aided and hindered by her assistant, backup singer, and husband, Yitzhak. Yitzhak is a Jewish drag queen who has an unhealthy relationship with Hedwig. Hedwig verbally abuses him throughout the evening, and we can see that she is threatened that his talent is better than her own. She only agreed to marry him after he promised to never perform as a woman again, and he resents this. Also weird fact, while Hedwig is played by a male actor, Yitzhak is played by a female actress. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Hedwig tells her life story. She was Hansel Schmidt, a girly boy, growing up in East Berlin. She was raised by an emotionally distant single mother after her father, an American soldier, abandoned them. She takes solace in rock music and becomes fascinated by a story called The Origin of Love in the song The Origin of Love. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Good name. <laughs> it explains that human beings, round, two-headed, four-legged beings, once existed as three sexes, children of the sun, man and man, children of the earth, woman and woman, and children of the moon, man and woman. Angry gods split the humans in two, leaving separated people yearning for their other half. So Hansel is determined to search for her other half, but wants to travel west to do so. In her 20s, she meets Luther Robinson, an American soldier. The song is Sugar Daddy, and it is so friggin' fun, and it is my fave, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> and she sings about how she and Luther rushed into their relationship, and we can even kind of infer that it was very sexual between them. And he was actually the one who convinced her to begin dressing in drag. Uh, the two fall in love and decide to marry very cool. This, of course, allows Hansel to leave communist East Germany and move west. Hansel's mother, Hedwig, gives Hansel her name and passport and finds a doctor to perform genital reassignment surgery. However, the surgery goes wrong and her surgically constructed vagina heals closed, leaving her with just an inch long mound of flesh between her legs in the song Angry Inch. Oh my goodness. This is what the inch is and uh, I didn't know that until I researched this musical. (laughs) Yikes. And so it is described in the song as a, quote, Barbie doll crotch with a scar running down it like a sideways grimace on an eyeless face. Oh. Well done. So if you needed a picture, there it is, because <laughs> that says it all. And so Hedwig goes to live in Junction City, Kansas as Luther's wife. And then we're going to end act one there. Into our self-inserted intermission. This is an intermission song. yeah so it was very very short but how are we feeling about it so far it was short but there's a lot happening there's a lot happening very interesting it's wild yeah (laughs) yeah it's definitely very interesting and i i i haven't listened to all of this i've I've heard like pieces of it but now i'm very curious to see how that all translates through the music Mm -hmm. is that one that like does well so i mean No. Okay. (laughs) You don't really get... I guess it's tough because this musical doesn't necessarily have a plot, right? Like, it doesn't have its own storyline. It's Hedwig telling her story. And so, in that sense, you do sort of get it because, like, she's singing, you know, so it's like she sings about the origin of love. And she, she sings about the whole, like, there was once three sexes and they were split by an angry god. And so, like, she sings all of that in, like, that, you know, rock and roll style. So you get all that, but you don't necessarily get, like, who Yitzhak is. You don't necessarily get a lot about Luther. 
because the song Sugar Daddy is a lot more just uh, very sexual, let's be real. What? Amber enjoying the sexual song? Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but like you get small bursts of storytelling, but I don't think you get the full picture from the soundtrack, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So, but it's definitely a blast to listen to, honestly. Yeah, from the parts I've heard, I've heard like the Neil Patrick Harris version. It's yeah, <laughs> he definitely does it all in that. Oh, for sure. And then you can find there's a performance at I don't know some award show or something where he performs Sugar Daddy on stage, and like, oh man, like you can tell he gives it his his all. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> I could not dance around in heels like that. <laughs> He doesn't seem like the type of person to half-ass something. Oh, for right. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so since it wasn't very long, we don't have a ton to discuss. So, are you guys okay with going into our theater fact? So, a show fact we have is the off-Broadway production was performed in the ballroom of the Hotel Riverview, which once housed the surviving crew of the Titanic, and this fact was mentioned during the production. Huh. Very cool. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I have a random fact for you, which is watching live theater can stimulate your cardiovascular system as much as doing almost 30 minutes of cardio exercise. It is also really good for stimulating a person's creativity and thought process. Whoop, whoop. Uh, that doesn't sound real. <laughs> According yeah. to the internet, it is. <laughs> I have never watched live theater and got out of that thinking, man, what I definitely out. worked out today. My heart was pumping. Hey, my heart was pumping during some shows. Let's be real. Because <laughs> you were trying to rap fast during Hamilton. Okay, well that's, that's true. True, but <laughs> you weren't you weren't getting all flustered when listening to Fine Gravity. Yeah, at see, the box. I mean, it was pretty great, but I wasn't just like. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> Turns out everybody that goes to live shows just has respiratory issues. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I can see that it can stimulate your creativity and thought process because obviously, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> so if you need a reason to go see life theater, use this as an excuse. Yeah. I'm going to work out guys. Or Ghost if you just want to yell at us in the comments <laughs> about how we're wrong, do that. It's fine. We're totally right. We know everything. <laughs> we're voices on the internet. So therefore have to believe us. Yeah. Our word is law. Exactly. <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> Matt's word is law. Yes. Even though he was fired last week. Yeah. That's true. He was fired last week. I was? Yeah. Yeah. We rehired you, though. I didn't even do anything. Exactly. I know, that's, that's why we fired you. <laughs> Y'all are a bunch of haters. <laughs> All right. So in terms of like our little promotional talk, I don't have a ton for you this week, but just a quick reminder that we do have awesome merch and that is at www.ragtagnetwork.com slash merch. It is super cool. I designed it all myself, so I am very proud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can be proud of my work. Yeah. <laughs> also, as far as socials, like you can always reach out to us, you know, our Twitter at Save an Isle Seat. And we're doing a lot of cool stuff on Instagram lately. So go check us out at Save Me an Isle Seat on there. Uh, watch us do stupid trends and fall over and it's great they're for some of us they're, they're bad but great at the same time yeah yes so definitely go check up that but i believe that's all i got for you this week are we ready to drag our way into act two that's decent yeah. oh, yeah. all right okay i have a couple meetings yeah. <laughs> i'm not mad about it <laughs> 
All it takes for me to be gone for one week, and suddenly we can think of uh, transition. Oh man, you should have heard our last week attempt. It was awful. It was bad. I don't even remember it. <laughs> I blocked it out. It was yeah, I terrible. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> that, that episode doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> we're deleting it from our brains. <laughs> mm-hmm. We just remember you were fired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The important But I was hired, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll let you back in, so. The huge. Appreciate it. So, on their first anniversary... Luther leaves Hedwig for a man. Oh. Which sucks. Yeah, that's rough. Weirdly, ironically, on that same day, the Berlin Wall falls and Germany announces it will reunite. Wow. So basically, Hedwig's sacrifice to get out of there now means nothing. Oh, wow. That's a bit awkward, bud. (laughs) Yeah. And so Hedwig recovers from their separation by creating a new, more feminine identity for herself in the song Wig in a Box, which is also super fun. And then she forms a rock band called the Angry Inch. Hedwig befriends the brother of a child she babysits, a shy Christian teen named Tommy Speck. And she writes a song about him, the song called Wicked Little Town. And they collaborate on more songs and begin a relationship. Ooh. Their songs are a success. Hedwig gives him the stage name Tommy Gnosis. Fun fact, gnosis is a Greek term for knowledge, like the knowledge into humanity's real nature as divine. Wow. Wow. Hedwig believes Tommy is her soulmate, like she's been searching for. But he discovers that she is not biologically female, is disgusted, and abandons her. Like a jerk. In the song The Long Grift. He's a butthole. Get out of here. He goes on to be a wildly successful rock star with the songs Hedwig wrote. Hedwig, however, resorts to playing in coffee shops and dive bars, so... Screw that guy. Yeah. Yep. Very sad. Terrible person. Woo. What an ass. So Hedwig grows more erratic throughout the show until she finally breaks down here near the end. She takes off her wig, her dress, her makeup, and meanwhile, Yitzhak steps forward and sings. And this is the song Hedwig's Lament slash Exquisite Corpse. So at the height of her breakdown, she seems to become Tommy Gnosis, who begs for forgiveness. And then Hedwig seems to realize that maybe soulmates aren't really a thing in the song Wicked Little Town Reprise. And so Hedwig, now completely out of costume, finds acceptance within herself. She is both halves of a whole and has been all along. She gives her wig to Yitzhak, who is now dressed fabulously in drag, and takes over the final song in the song Midnight Radio. Ooh. So nice little conclusion for both characters. Yes. And that's the end of the show. Weird. And that's the end of the show. Ta-da! Definitely a very interesting Interesting show. I don't think we've covered one quite like, like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a like a different style. Like we've covered, you know, rock musicals before, but this one, you know, has a different type of rock theme. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and a different format altogether because it's just this person telling their story the whole time and like Right. And I mean, that's similar to 6 in a way because that was that same like rock band on stage kind of thing yeah this is like this is an even smaller cast and it's just i don't know it's just funky i wonder if they're going with a thing like maybe like right there at the end like maybe you can't trust the narrator kind of thing maybe like it's just like kind of going crazy at the end i don't know about that i don't know i mean like when it's like saying like she becomes tommy it's like were they actually two separate people or was it the same person kind of Dealing with their identities. Hmm. <laughs> no, I probably think it's way too much. I think you're thinking about it. Yeah. Way no, too I much. think it's more that she just kind of sees parallels in that, like, 
in their stories and their lives and and like Tom like she wants Tommy to beg for forgiveness so she, I think she's kind of imagining that which makes her realize that like she don't need that because she is fine all by herself and she don't need no man strong independent woman mm-hmm. don't need no man yeah. yeah so definitely an interesting show and very fun as Amber said that like music is very fun and the story like again, like you probably you probably wouldn't get it great through the music, but it is a very interesting story. Yeah. How long's uh, listening to the soundtrack? Obviously, the show is very short. The musical's not much longer. I mean, it's a good handful of songs, but none of them are like particularly longer than other songs. There's not like a ten minute song. No. Man, yeah, sometimes <laughs> musicals sneak those in there, and it's just like, man, will this ever end? That's how I feel about Lord of the Rings, the musical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forty five minutes. Okay, yeah, that's that's relatively short. Yeah. That's what Spotify says for the album that we're covering. Alright, so yeah. Nice, easy listen to if you want to check it out. Check it out. A journey of self-discovery. It's super fun. Yeah, and you really do feel like the breakdown at the end. Like, it gets super wild. There is a bit of weirdness. Like, because it's only Hedwig and Yitzhak on stage, I think there's a point where Yitzhak sings, but like from the perspective of... Tommy, I think, maybe? Or not Tommy. Luther, her husband. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. So there's a there's a confusing point where like you don't realize because it's obviously that same voice you've heard the whole time as the attack. So that's one of those things I think gets missed. I wish I could remember which song it is, but it's one of them. Angry Inch, maybe. So it is a weird dynamic with just these two characters. And you can definitely see where there's all that like queer gender play here. Yeah. So that's Mixing really unique. It up on you. I don't know. It's just interesting, I guess. Uh, okay, so yeah. Do we have any more thoughts about this very short, very interesting show? I feel like I gotta listen to it and digest it more since there wasn't like a ton on it, but sounded... I, I, I like rock musicals. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it... I think it is very fun and I will definitely enjoy listening to this one. It's just one, one that hadn't been on my radar probably until Riverdale did it, honestly. Yeah, it's one I've just kind of heard of in the past and then... Once I looked into it, I was like, oh, that's what it means. <laughs> kind of unfortunate if Riverdale didn't really do it justice. well. Do it justice. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, mainstream media, that's going to be their well, introduction sorry. to it. So. Mm-hmm. Riverdale also ruined Carrie and Heathers for me, so. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But also sort of semi-circling back to Riverdale, unfortunately, with this next fact here. But I actually, so like. We were saying I hadn't really heard this one too much before and until Riverdale partially. And so there is one song that Riverdale covers called Random Number Generation. And that's the one that like attracted me first, I think, because it's super fun, but it's actually not in the show. And so fun fact, this song does exist. It is a bonus track, so it's not from the show, but it is on the off-Broadway cast recording. And I do recommend you give it a listen because it's real funky. Real funkalicious. Yes. Time to get funky, funky. Funky. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know why like it, they cut it. Yeah, it was just, I think it was just meant to be, it's not particularly, Bonus. yeah, it's not particularly plot laden or anything. So like, it's just kind of a, probably one of the many bonus tracks they wrote because they added a bunch of songs we mentioned in the um, beginning stuff. They added more like to Hedwig's mythology. They've added extra songs. So this could just be an extra one that they wrote that, you know, is fun to listen to, but wasn't important enough to be on stage. 
So if you are listening to the show, give it a listen. And if you've listened to this, if you've been in this, if you've seen the movie, because I do want to watch the movie, let us know what you think. Yeah. I'm very curious. Yeah. Also, here's here's a thought that just popped up in my in my mind. So the character of Tommy is based on the creator, Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Why did he make himself such an ass? You know, I don't know. Just be that <laughs> artist thing. They just want their self-insert to be a, a jerk because that's how they view themselves. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm entitled enough to put myself in my own project, I'm going to make it the worst character. Like maybe that's like the angle they're trying to go for. I don't know. It's just it's just kind of bizarre to me. Would it be weirder if like they did their self-insert and they were like the I'm model the perfect best. person? Well, he was supposed to be the main character originally. That's why I was confused. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I am curious how, like, what the show would have been like without, like, it being about Hedwig, if it had been about Tommy. I wonder if it would have, you know, been different. And the other thing is, like, it is easy to see him as the antagonist here. Mostly because, I mean, you know, we have a protagonist and an antagonist, so that's pretty much how stories work. But also, like, we're hip enough to realize that that's not cool, but also that is the reality for a lot of trans and gender queer people is that they are rejected for not being cis and so like and also for like the the time that it's based in too right that's oh, the other yeah. thing Definitely. to consider is this isn't modern day it's you know so yes he was an ass but also like that's also unfortunately very common i don't think he necessarily set out for him to be like this major antagonist i don't really know the butt yeah but more of just like a reality of Hedwig's reality in that maybe she needed to be spurned to realize that she didn't need no man. <laughs> Very true. Sometimes sometimes it'd be like that. It do be like that. Sometimes it'd be like that. It do. Okay. So consider that a consider that a lesson, listeners. Be yourself and do you. you are a whole person. That's all. Yes. I felt really uh, <laughs> inspirational there. But yeah, I think that that is going to be wrapping up this one for us. We, again, do recommend that you give it a listen, be open-minded about it, because the, the music, again, is a little is a little different from, like, a standard musical, as we say with, like, all the rock musicals. Like, don't go in thinking it's going to be just, like, the standard musical stuff. So mm-hmm. go have fun with it, and let us know how you feel about it. Be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you are listening to podcasts. This ensures that you get all of our episodes as soon as they are posted, and we are kind of everywhere on the internets. So, yeah, come come get us. <laughs> come do it. Come do it. Get them likes. <laughs> you know you want to. You know you want to do it. And if you want to give us a five-star review on Apple, that'd be awesome. It helps us get boosted up in the numbers. And a quick note about Apple. I'm sure if you are a podcast listener, you have heard the news that they're going to start introducing an opportunity for shows to get like subscriptions and stuff like that. And we just want to assure you that our show is always going to be free to you. We are not going to be doing that switch. We, you know, encourage any podcast to do what they have to do to earn some income, but uh, we will not be making that jump. So you got nothing to worry about. So go ahead and keep following us wherever you listen to your podcast. We're always going to be free to you. And of course, if, if you want to help us out, the best way, honestly, is to tell your friends and family and coworkers and, you know, shout at people at your local cafe, you know, the huge, because mm-hmm. <laughs> we're a pretty great podcast and we like being able to talk to you guys about shows that we find interesting. 
So that is honestly the best way to help us is by word of mouth. So everyone gets to know about us through you and they're more willing to try stuff. You know, you know how it goes down. So give us, give us a shout out to whoever you feel like. Yeah. 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 Tell people, if you got any punk friends out there, tell them about Hedwig because it's got a whole punk cult following. I don't remember what it was called. Queer core. It's a thing. Queer core. So yes. Maybe you got some secret uh, hedgeheads. Yeah. It's headheads. Headheads. Oh, hedgehogs. Jeez. Hedgehogs. Hedgeheads would have been better. <laughs> headheads. I'm still mad about it. But anyway. Anyway. What if they just did heads? <laughs> no. So if you're a headhead, or even if you're not, feel free to reach out to us and chat. Because you're cool and we're cool. So, I mean, obviously. Like Matt said, you can find us all over the internet. You can find us on Twitter at Save Manalsi. You can find us on Facebook at Save Manalsi. You can find us on Instagram at Save Manalsi. You can find us on YouTube under the Ragtech Network. And you can even email us a little more privately at SaveManalsi at gmail.com. Yeah, of course, you can always email us if you want to recommend a show that we might not have heard about. Uh, if Riverdale covers anything else, let us know. We'll probably cover it. Or avoid it. Yeah. Or avoid it entirely. But we like to hear about shows that are, you know, we, we haven't covered yet. So feel free to let us know what you are looking forward to hearing from us. And also for more shows and to go ahead and keep updated on all of our goings-ons, the best way to do that is to go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. So that's where we post any new episodes from our show and from the fellow shows that we have on our network, which is currently Total Tomfoolery, the D&D podcast, as well as Bag of Bones, the Dark History podcast and any future ones that are coming up. So I believe that is it for my announcements this week. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. We will check you out next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Aisle Seat. We do this show for fun, but if you'd like to support us, you can check out our Ko-Fi at www.ko-fi.com slash ragtagnetwork. For more episodes and shows like this, go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. This show is brought to you by the Ragtag Network.